Well, today I want to talk with you as we begin a brand new series about something I think that impacts every one of us. I want to talk with you about breaking free from the fears that surround you. To really, literally break free from whatever fear you have in your life. Now, nearly 30 years ago, Ann Landers was a well-known giver of advice. She had a column, and she was always giving advice in her columns. And she received over 10,000 letters a week from people asking for her advice. And one day she was asked, what's the most common problem that you hear about most? And she said, without a doubt, it's fear. Without a doubt, it's the things that people fear. And I want to say as we begin this morning, today that has not changed. We are gripped in many ways with fear. People become full of fear. And that's because there are so many things taking place in our culture that could cause any one of us to become anxious and then literally filled with some kind of fear. And so often the things you fear seem to be surrounding you, literally surrounding you, and closing you in. And like you have no place to go. There's no way to get away from those fears. And so what do you do? You start running, trying to outrun those fears, but you can't outrun them. They're all around you. They're pressing on you no matter where you go. They're still around you, and you find yourself at times running scared. But during this series, you're going to learn how to face your fear, how to deal with your fears and be set free from them. The bottom line is this as we begin, you really can stop from running scared. No matter if that fear is about health, no matter if it's about finances, no matter if it's about a relationship that's gone bad, no matter what it is, you can really stop running scared. Now everybody's afraid of something. <laughs> One little boy said, Daddy, are you afraid of spiders? He said, well, no. Daddy, are you afraid of robbers? No. Daddy, are you afraid of the thunder? Dad says, no. And then the little boy says, well, I guess mommy's the only thing you're really afraid of. <laughs> One study of 500 people identified 7,000 different things that people fear. Now, 20 years ago, the top five fears of children were animals, dark rooms, strangers, high places, and loud noises. But listen to this. The top five fears of children today are parents divorcing, nuclear war, pollution, getting cancer, or getting mugged or molested. That alone is a sad commentary on our culture. Amen? That's tough. But no matter what it is that you fear, you can really stop running scared because the Bible is not quiet on how to be set free from our fears. The Bible has a lot to say about fear. It says more about fear than heaven. It says more about fear than even hell itself. And that's because God does not want you running scared through this life. He didn't come to give you a life filled with fear. He came to give you a life filled with joy and peace and abundance. That's what God came to give you. And so he doesn't want you to be filled with fear. He wants you to learn how to be set free from every fear that you face. One guy that learned how to face and deal with his fear was David. He was constantly being chased by his king, by enemies, by people who hated him, who were trying to kill him. And yet he found that God delivered him from each and every fear that tried to overcome him. And David said this. Take a look as we begin. David said, I prayed to the Lord. And look at this. 
And he answered me. Isn't it awesome when you feel God answer you? And then he says, and he freed me from all my fears. He didn't say he freed me from one fear. He said he freed me from all my fears. And God will do the same for every one of you. And the bottom line is this. You need to stop running from your fears and instead start facing your fears. Whatever you fear, you turn and face it. You don't run from it. And we're going to talk about how to do that this morning. Stop running from your fears. Start facing them. Why? Write this down. Because fear causes damage. If you run from your fears, it will cause damage in your life. Living in fear and running scared from the things that you fear will always damage you. The first thing it does is this. Write this down. It paralyzes your potential. When you fear something, it causes you to miss opportunities. As you say, I I just can't do that. So you back up off of those opportunities. When you fear something, it limits your effectiveness. When you fear something, it lessens your impact. What you've always dreamed of doing, you say, I can't do this because I am so afraid. Fear paralyzes your potential. One author, Paul Turnier, says this, All of us have reservoirs full of potential, but the roads that lead to those reservoirs are guided are guarded by the dragon of fear. Fear keeps you from your potential. Now, uh, years and years ago, when I was 12, I was living on our farm, and it was during corn harvest. And, and I want you to know, this is the kind of tractor I grew up driving, okay? That's called a B John Deere tractor, and I grew up driving that tractor. And so here I was about 12, and I couldn't believe it, but one day, Dad said, I'm going to stay in the field. I'm going to keep the combine rolling. I'm going to keep harvesting the corn. Larry, I want you to take the tractor and this wagon full of corn, and I want you to drive it up to the grain bins, up to the elevator, and where, that's where we would store the grain until we were ready to sell it. It was about a mile and a half away from our farm. So, Larry, I want you to take the tractor and, and go unload the corn. Well, before that trip, I had learned that Dad had put a wire on that little tractor that went from the engine all the way up to the steering wheel. And when you pulled that wire back, it released the governor on the engine and it let that tractor run faster and have tons more power. Well, after I unloaded the corn, on the way back to our farm, there's this big hill, I saw that wire and I just couldn't help it. And I pulled that wire back and released the governor. And man, I had never flown so fast. It was so awesome. I was just flying home, flying down the hill. It was just awesome. Tons of power. Tons of speed. What I want to say this morning is this. Fear is kind of like a governor. If you let it, it will govern your life. It keeps you from becoming all that God created you to be. It keeps you from doing all that God meant for you to do. It it does limit your potential. But when you get rid of that governor, you can fly. You can really fly. Now, right after Jesus was crucified, the disciples, they weren't flying. They weren't flying. They were letting fear govern their actions. They had so much to share Yes, Jesus had been crucified on the cross, but they had so much to share. They could have been sharing everything that Jesus had taught them. They could be sharing everything that they'd seen Jesus do. They could have been sharing all the promises that he had made. They had tremendous things to share, but instead, what they do, they lock themselves in a room because of fear. 
They locked themselves away. Fear was governing their lives. Take a look at this. The Bible says the disciples were together with the doors locked. Look at that. For fear of the Jewish authorities and what they might come and do to them. The question is this. Were the doors locked from the inside or the outside? The Jewish authorities didn't come and lock the disciples in, but the disciples locked themselves in. They locked the doors. And that's what fear does. Fear is a self-imposed prison that paralyzes your potential. We need to not let fear govern our lives. We need to pull off the governor, amen? And let God help us fly for him. Next thing it does, fear, it ruins relationships. Man's oldest problem is fear. Adam and Eve's relationship with God was ruined for a time because of their fear. Adam said to God, I was afraid and I hid from you. Look at that word hid. Adam was hiding in fear. Fear caused him to cover up and hide from God. Listen, the greatest barrier to intimacy in a relationship, whether it's a marriage or whether it's a friendship, the greatest barrier is fear. When you're afraid to let people see the real you, when you're afraid to let people know the real you and see you because you think that they wouldn't like the real you, that ruins relationships. Adam's actions and then his fear caused him to hide from God, and that ruined that perfect relationship and fellowship that they'd been so enjoying. Fear damages your potential. It damages relationships. And third, write this down, it hinders happiness. We all want to be happiness, but f- happy, but fear will steal happiness from you. The Bible says this, worry can rob you of happiness. When you're just fretting and worrying, are you happy? No way. David said this, I am worn out by my worries. Come on, let's confess. Ever been worn out by your worries? (laughs) You're just frazzled. You have no energy for anything because you just let worry rob you of your energy and your happiness. And usually it's over things that have not yet happened. And usually it's over things that maybe will never happen. Are you more worn out by your worries than you are your 40-hour work week? (laughs) Sometimes worries can exhaust you more than working 40 hours. Are you tossing? Are you turning all night because of those things that you fear? Worry and fear over what might happen is draining. And it steals happiness to you as you play that scenario that might happen, that hasn't yet happened, over and over and over in your mind like a movie. It'll steal your happiness. The next thing it does is it sabotages your success. Sabotages success. Job said this, everything I fear and dread comes true. Through fear, you can set yourself up to fail instead of succeeding. Once again, Paul Turnier in his book, The Strong and the Weak, says fear creates what it fears. You ever thought about that? It's kind of like this. The fear of becoming like your mom and dad causes you to do what? Focus on mom and dad. And when you focus on mom and dad, what do you become? Like mom and dad. (laughs) I looked in the mirror and saw my dad this last week. Scared me to death. (laughs) Some of the same mannerisms that I used to see on his face. The fear that you can't keep a commitment keeps you from making it wholeheartedly. And so failure is inevitable. 
The fear of an illness makes you start feeling bad. I don't feel so good. And then you feel worse, right? (laughs) The fear of not being pretty enough causes some women to use a ridiculous amount of makeup and then they look worse. The fear of growing old makes you focus on all that's not like it used to be. And that causes you to grow old prematurely. The fear of losing a spouse causes you to act in ways that drives them away. The fear of poverty causes some to make risky investments, and that causes them to lose even the little that they have. Fear sabotages success. Folks, fear causes damage, paralyzes potential, ruins relationships, hinders happiness, sabotages success. Fear does damage, but are you ready for some good news? Fear can be overcome. Fear can be overcome. And there's three things that have the power to help you stop running scared when you're surrounded by things that cause you to fear. There are three things that have the power to help you overcome those things that you fear. There's three things that have the power to drive fear literally out of your life. Write this one down. First of all, fear can be overcome when you face it with the truth with the truth. When you know the truth and you face your fear and you tell the truth to your fears, you will be set free from your fear. Jesus said this, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. It'll set you free. Now, babies are born with just two fears, the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. But the good news is this, Every other fear that you have is a learned fear. And if you've learned it, you can unlearn it. If you've taken fear on board your boat, you can throw it over the board of your boat. You can get rid of it. The things you've learned to fear, you can challenge with the truth of God, and His truth will set you free. You can learn to use God's truth to set free from from fear. But listen, the truth is this. I think you've probably learned this. Most of the things that we fear will never happen. Literally, will never happen. In fact, 40% of the things we fear are about the future and will never happen. And one study showed that 30% of the things that we fear are about the past, and we can't change it. Another 12% of the things we fear are about health, and that's usually because we've gone on Google and done some (laughs) self-diagnosis. I know some of you Google everything. Another 12% of the things we fear are not worth even worrying about. And so that only leaves about 8% of the things we fear to be legitimate fears. And even those legitimate fears can be dealt with by facing them with God's truth. Not by running scared because of how you feel. Not running scared because of what you think. Not running scared because of what you have learned. But by facing them with God's truth. Now, when you were a God's kid, when you were a kid, were you ever afraid of some of the shadows you saw in your bedroom from time to time? Or noises you heard in your room? Or was it just me in the farm? I don't know. <laughs> All right, yeah. You got scared. Something happened at night in your bedroom and you got scared. Well, when I was a kid, I was especially afraid of some shadows that appeared in my bedroom one night. I was lying in my bed, and all at once I saw shadows in my upstairs bedroom window. Mom and Dad were downstairs. I was all the way upstairs alone, and I saw some shadows in this window. And it looked like somebody was trying to get in my bedroom window. And then suddenly, all at once, the window would lift up a bit and then slam back down. 
lift up a bit and slam back down. I was scared and I didn't know what to do. But the first thing that came to my mind was this. I decided to slide out of my bed. And so I did so. I didn't get up. I slid horizontally. <laughs> yeah. didn't, didn't want anybody to see me or what I was doing. I slid horizontally, dropped to the floor, went over to my dresser, grabbed a flashlight that was on top of my dresser. Then I did like a Navy SEAL crawl over to the window. Pretty brave little guy, amen? And I lifted up the corner of the shade that was over my window, and I pointed the flashlight on it, and I turned on the flashlight. I, I faced the shadow, and I, I lit up the shadow. And what did I see? A bat. As scared as me. <laughs> he had gotten trapped through, went through the screen, the outside screen, and between the screen and the window, he'd gotten trapped. And every time he tried to fly up and get free, he'd push the top of the window up a little bit, and then it would drop back down, push it up, and it would drop back down. The solution was to face my fear, shine a light on the shadow, to see that there was really nothing at all to fear. Amen? That's what we need to do with our fears, is shine the light of God's truth and to see that there's really nothing to fear. Take a look at this. The Bible says, in the full light of God's truth, what do we do? We can live. When we have God's truth, no matter what fear comes against us, no matter what scares us, we can shine God's truth on that and we can live. Next, fear can be overcome when you face it with love. When you face it with love. You see, love neutralizes fear. Here's how it does it. First, face your fears by accepting God's love for you. Begin, no matter what's coming against you, to make you afraid. Bask in God's unconditional love for you. Remind yourself about God's truth and His love for you. Relax in His love for you. Unconditional love. Know that he loves you and that he has a good plan for you here and in heaven. Isaiah 43, 5 says, Fear not, for I am with you, says the Lord. Bask in his presence and his great love for you. Second, then face your fears by offering God-like love to others. You see, the root of our fears is usually self-centeredness. We get preoccupied with ourselves. I don't want to get hurt. If this happens, I'm going to get hurt. I don't want to be a failure. I don't want to look bad in other people's eyes. I don't, want to, I don't want to get messed up in this situation. I don't want to. I don't want to. But when you begin to offer God's love to other people, it actually gets your focus off of you and onto other people in need. Amen? And that's what we need to do to face our fears. So the more that you're filled with God's love... And you understand the truth of his love for you. And the more that you're offering others his love, the less you are going to be filled with fear. Love neutralizes fear. The Bible says this, love contains no fear. Indeed, fully developed love expels every particle of fear. Next, fear can be overcome not only with the truth, not only with love, but with faith faith. Now, Satan loves to suggest fearful thoughts to you, right? <laughs> He's constantly bringing thoughts of things that are going to break down, things that aren't going to go right. And usually, as we know, things come in multiples, right? Something happens and something else happens and something else happens. And he suggests that it's just going to keep happening like that. And so the way he works against Christians 
And the only way he can work is to just put suggestions, fearful suggestions, into your mind. Now, when God gives us a thought, it's inspiration. When Satan gives us a thought, it's a temptation. And he suggests that we think about things that are fearful and things that can go wrong all the time. And most of his suggestions cause fear. So what the Bible tells us to do is this. Take faith in your shield. Take a look at this. The Bible says above all else, take faith as your shield, for it can quench every burning missile the enemy hurls at you. So when he brings a negative, fearful suggestion to your life, it's like a missile. He said, I bet I can get them to fall away from God with this. They're not going to trust their God if I do this. And he just keeps hurling those missiles at you. And so what's God say? Take the shield of faith. Don't run scared. Don't run away from what you fear. Turn and face it and lift up the shield of your faith in God. Amen? That's what you can do. Fear expects the worst. Faith expects the best from their God. So when he hurls a fearful thought in your direction, just lift up that shield of faith, your faith in God, your faith in his promises, and expect the best. And then don't just stand there. Keep moving forward in faith in spite of your fears. Keep serving God. Keep coming and worshiping God. Keep giving your tithes to God. Keep looking to how you can minister to others for God. Keep being faithful in spite of your fears. Face your fears with faith. David said it this way. When I'm afraid, I will put my confidence in God. Yes, I will trust the promises of God. So did he say, I will put my confidence in a formula or a friend when I'm afraid or in a, in a fund that I have set aside when I'm afraid or in a professional advisor? No, he said, I'm going to put my confidence in God. Folks, the help we need to overcome our fears is found in no other person, no other place. It's only found in God. Amen? That's where it's found. So listen close. Fear does cause damage, but fear can be overcome. Fear can be overcome when you face it with truth, when you face it with, face it with love, when you face it with faith. You can stop running scared. And folks, this morning, I believe God brought some of you here because he needed to say this to you. Don't be afraid. Be not afraid. I am with you. Don't run scared. I'm with you. If you give your life and all your fears to him, he will come into your life and he will free you from your fears. Satan will keep coming at you. But you can stop running scared and you can turn and you can face your fears. You can lift up your shield of faith and you can keep serving God and walking with God. That's what God wants you to do. And when you do that, the fears will disperse. You'll be set free. And you'll be filled with peace and even greater faith in your God who just set you free. Amen? Amen. Amen. Would you bow your heads in prayer with me? I know many of you here today have already invited Jesus Christ into your life as Savior, but have you given your whole life to Him? And if not, would you simply pray this in your heart and mind? Father, I give my whole life to you today. I ask that you fill my life with truth, with love, and with faith. I realize now that you're the only one who can set me free 
from my fears. So today I give my whole self to you. Come fully into my heart and life. Have your way in me. And from my fears, I ask that you set me free. Father, you tell us in your word that when we pray things that are according to your will, you hear us and those things will be done. So when we ask that you set us free from our fears, Lord, that's right in the center of your will. You want us to be free. You want us to be filled with peace and joy and happiness instead. And so, Lord, we ask that you free each person in this room from their fears, not only here and now, but as the next suggestion from the evil one comes, that you help them to pick up their shield of faith in you, bask in your love, lift up your truth, and keep serving you. Set them free from each suggestion that comes that makes them fear. I pray in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen.